everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Guys, I am so excited that you're here. I'm so happy that you've tuned in to another episode of HSDT. Thank you for doing so. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. I don't know what you're up to, but I'm thrilled to be joining you. And I know my guest, Molly Creason of Well and Wonder, would say the same. So thank you. Thank you for inviting us into your home and into your day. We know and hope uh, and believe that this conversation is going to be one that encourages you and inspires you. If you're not familiar yet with Molly, well, you're in for a treat. She is amazing, such a wonderful support of the podcast, and this episode is one that I have been so eager to get out, and the timing is fantastic because I actually checked to see a collaboration she mentioned is upcoming. She's doing a little collab with the Neely and Chloe ladies. Um, you guys may be familiar with those bags. Well, you're going to hear more about her collaboration, the Well and Wonder collaboration with them. So do stay tuned as Molly's going to share a little bit more and she's going to give some inside scoop into some other amazing things that Well and Wonder has coming up. So you're going to want to listen until the end. A little plug there, listen till the end because she really gives us some great insight and a little bit of an inside scoop as to what we can expect from her. Well, you guys, on a personal note, I am just feeling so encouraged by the well wishes of the podcast, the five-star reviews you guys are listening. Um, and also just the, the season of life I'm in it. It's really an exciting time. Luke and I are back from uh, a weekend up north. We were in Carmel, Santa Cruz, and then we did a drive down Big Sur. So I am just feeling so inspired um, by the beauty of life, by the wonderful people in my life. Uh, we went to a wedding and it was one of Luke's former teammates at Brown University. So just being able to reconnect with people. I hope that you guys are are feeling the same. I hope that you're feeling encouraged and excited about things again. Boy, it's been a little bit of a long time coming, hasn't it? Uh, But with the fall and with the holidays coming up, we have so much to look forward to. And I hope you can find that in your own life. What is it that is exciting um, and bringing you some hope? So that's where I'm at. And I just wanted to encourage you in that today. Lots of wonderful things ahead, including, by the way, perhaps one of my biggest guests is going to be joining me next week. You guys still Stay tuned, October 26th. Alex Snodgrass of The Defined Dish is going to be joining me. That's next week. Be sure you have subscribed so you don't miss that awesome conversation. So many fun things ahead, including today's episode. Here is Molly Creason on How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Molly Creason, is the founder of Well and Wonder, an online collection of original art by emerging Southern artists at prices fit for collectors at all levels. Molly began collecting original art in her late 20s when she became more interested in investing money into her home rather than filling her closet with trendy pieces. The art that Molly has collected over the years has effortlessly fit into gallery walls in her foyer, children's bedrooms, and her formal dining room, to name a few. Each and every piece tells a story. 
Established in 2015, Well and Wonder proudly curates an online gallery of Southern art and highlights the amazing Southern artists behind the pieces. It's the go-to resource for those buying their first pieces and established collectors looking for a fresh perspective. When Molly isn't connecting with artists, expanding her own collection, or working closely with her team, she is likely enjoying time with her family, which includes her husband and their two children, her daughter and son. Molly, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you, Emily. What a nice introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I, t- I told Emily earlier, but I have been I've been binging. I've never binged a podcast before, but I have been binging. How'd she do that? Oh, um, well, thank you for having me. Oh my goodness! Well, this is a really exciting episode. I was thinking back, and and thank you so much for listening and and for joining me today. But I was thinking back, and I think this is going to be a really fun episode because I think we're going to cover an industry that I'm not totally immersed in. And I feel like it's going to be so cool for my listeners to to get to know you and to get to know all that that you're up to as well. So I think this is going to be a fabulous conversation. Well, good. Me too. Thank <laughs> you. It's my favorite topic, oh. women and art. And so I'm excited. Thank oh. you. Oh my gosh. Well, to have you on, you're the expert here. I'm ready to learn. I'm eager to dive in. As you know, I I love to kind of begin the conversation getting to know you a little bit more. So perhaps tell us maybe a little bit about your upbringing, where you're from, and where did you ultimately go to school? Yes, of course. I am born and raised Louisville, Kentucky. Um, So kind of in that... um, kind of in the South. Um, I have a mother that my mother is from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh-huh. Um, my dad's from here in Kentucky. So my mom calls Louisville the Midwest. Um, <laughs> my dad's family, we call it the South, but um, so we're kind of an, an in-betweener, but um, best of both worlds, I guess. Yes. Um, and um, then I went away to school. Um, I went to Vanderbilt University in Nashville, um, so about three hours uh, south of here. And, um, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this because I've been thinking about it a lot with the upcoming um, 20th anniversary of 9-11 because I was um, the class of 2005, which means I started my freshman year um, 2001. And so, you know... I just have a lot of perspective on it now, but I think that, um, you know, the world changed for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think back to how much my world was changing as an 18 year old that was going off away from home for the first time, you know, pretty sheltered and, um, and, and always gone to the same school and, and had a lot of comforts, um, in Kentucky and then kind of going off to college, and then this massive shift in the world as well. And mm. I think, um, you know, it took me a while to get here today to where I am in this, in my career and, and, and working in the art world. But I think so much of that, you know, there are some pieces to the puzzle of that, of, you know, I think along with, with, with so many people, mm. it, it, 9-11 really, you know, it just shifted, it just shifted perspective, you know, yeah. kind of after that collective heartache and loss. Um, and just for me at that age, um, I, um, decided pretty early on that I, um, I kind of, um, ended up in an, in an art history class by accident. Um, and, um, I was 
I, you know, I'm, I've always been a, a humanities student and, and was in the College of Arts and Sciences um, and ended up in, an, in a survey uh, intro to art history class kind of by accident. Just it was one of the few classes <laughs> that was open. I remember when I was signing up and, and someone encouraged me to try it. And um, I just I fell in love with this professor. She was wonderful. I I, I did not end up doing well at all on the first um, <laughs> exam. It was a whole new, you know, way of learning. It was so visual, um, but I was, she, you know, was so kind to me and, 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 and I just kept taking her classes. Um, and so I, um, and then the wonderful thing about majoring in art history is if you choose to go abroad, um, mm. you know, I got to go abroad to Florence, Italy, my junior year, which was just, incredible. Um, and then just really get to live and see firsthand all these things that I was studying in the, um, you know, in the, you know, just on slides and I'm dating myself, but when I, you know, <laughs> when I was majoring in art history, we had to go to the basement of the library of the art or of the art history building, you know, check out a disc of slides and, mm. you know, kind of sign up for times to, um, to, to view them and to study <laughs> exams. Um, and so then to be able to go and, you know, have class in the Uffizi or, you know, mm. and all over Italy was just awesome. Um, and I, um, I did have, um, I have wonderful parents, uh, but my father um, was very, um, you know, when I called home to say, I've, I've, I figured out my major, I'm going to, I'm going to do this art, art history thing. Right. He said, I'm do something along with it as well. Um, so <laughs> I did, I double majored, I majored in English as well. Um, so it was tough, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I did both. I, you know, I do think there's so, you know, so much value in, in really learning to read and write well and communication mm. and all that, um, obviously has, has, um, stayed with me. Um, let's see after, so my senior year in 2005, I always joke, I kind of did what everybody else was doing. Um, as far as I feel like all the other English majors and not necessarily the art majors, but the English majors were all, um, taking the LSAT and applying to law school. Um, okay. Interesting. I started down that path. Um, but I ended up, um, post-grad, I did not end up going to law school. I ended up working at a law firm, um, as a paralegal, which, um, which changed my mind and I did not, (laughs) but, um, so, so yes. So that's undergrad. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so fun to hear all of the different kind of elements you touched on and even just taking a step back and thinking about the season of life you were in and specifically the world events, how timely that we would be recording now. Um, but but I know so many of my listeners, there, there's a twofold kind of connection here that I wanted to make as you were speaking. I was thinking about it. But many of my listeners, some of them, they don't think you're, you know, dating yourself at all. They're right there with you and, and they're in the same season of life and, and around uh, that time they too were in college. So for those of you who are listening, you might think back and, and think about, wow, yeah, that was such a scary time for for that age group for you guys to be going into that. But then on the flip side, I think of those of you who are listening, who perhaps you're in college now, well, you can connect with Molly too. There's a lot going on. And so just a quick pause for, for those who are in that season of life, it, it can be crazy, but to Molly's point, you do get out of it and you do get to study abroad. You get to do the things you wanted to do and, and to step into 
all that you love. But I'm curious because it, it's so fun. And I was I was going to ask, now, what did everyone think about this art history major? Because I'm sure you had a few comments, like you said, your dad is saying, okay, you need to pair this with something else. But right. I'm so curious, because th- there there's an original love for art from the beginning, from your childhood, or is this something that you were really introduced to in college? Because I know it's such a passion and massive theme in your life now. Where was the original interest? Was it that art history class? Or is there even a memory further back that you can think of that's like, okay, yeah, this really piqued my interest? Right. No, definitely. Um, So my mother, um, I think she... I think she she I think she majored in art history as well. Oh, now she also has a master's in speech and hearing, and and was a pediatric audiologist. Um, wow. So I think it's the encouragement from my parents of that's great, study the art history, but let's you know what what's what's kind of our our end game, what's kind of our backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my mom had a had a very practical one with her um, speech and hearing, but she's an artist. She's more of a. Oh. a, a artist than I am. She's, she's always dabbled in it. Um, my parents have always collected art. Um, my grandfather on my dad's side was a, was an art collector. And so there's always been, um, there's always been, we've just always talked about it and I've always, um, you know, been introduced to it. I was, you know, gifted art at, at Christmas and at holidays. And um, so always that wonderful piece. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, the I I um you know I was pretty clueless in college as far as what I what I wanted to do, and just so lucky that I that I stumbled into that that art history class with that. Oh. Professor. You know, so much of that made the difference of like, okay, you know, this is cool, but then I kind of bombed that first exam. But you know, having <laughs> that professor to say, stick with it, come talk to me, come to my office hours. This is a different way to learn. Let hmm. me. Um, you know, let work with me. And, yeah. and so having her and, um, you know, that's really what I think made it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's so fun to hear even that that connect of, yeah, there was an early interest. And in, even for you to be given art at Christmas, this is really kind of a family passion. And so for you to be able to step out of school and, gosh, you step into this role as a paralegal, which I would argue is the polar opposite of anything and everything art. Tell us about that season of life, that chunk of time, where were you and what did that role look like? And and what did you step into after that? Yes. Um, so I, um, everyone in my family, um, thinks it's, it's funny because I, you know, this is probably the shortest career I had was, as a paralegal. <laughs> um, it was, it was very short lived, but it was interesting because, um, you know, and I honestly, I can't remember if it was my, my parents or, or professors in college, but I, I got the great advice of, um, you know, go work at a law firm, take a year off, take, mm-hmm. you know, take some time off, go see. And my, and my dad's an attorney and he desperately wanted my brother. <laughs> I study law. Neither of us did, but he did. He also said, you know, cause I remember saying, well, you know, maybe I'll go to law school, but I want—I don't know if I want to practice law. And he was like, "Well, I yeah, no, like I, you know, as, as a lawyer, I think you—if you want, you know—you should have the attitude of wanting to practice law." So, yes. 
well, work at the law firm and and see if it's something you want to do. And so I, I, I desperately wanted to go to Washington, D.C. Uh, first and foremost, had a lot of friends that were going there post-grad doing oh, all wow. sorts of things. And it was a... Um, we were starting up on a presidential election, so had friends working in, in politics and that kind of thing. And um, that didn't necessarily appeal to me, but I got a great job at a really big international law firm. And, um, and you know, like I mentioned earlier, it was wonderful, eye-opening, like, well, wow, this is really what I don't want to do, I know. Um <laughs> And, um, and so when I, when I realized that I, um, spent the rest of, of my days and my parents called it my fifth year of college, because then I kind of just worked (laughs) jobs and, um, and stayed and had a lot of fun, um, and, um, kind of piecemeal my way through that year. Um, and then I came home to Louisville and, um, the next few years post-grad I did, um, Fundraising. Um, I worked in foundation, nonprofit type jobs, um, which was very rewarding. Um, mm. But I will say one of the great things that happened in, in DC um, that I ended up doing. Uh, I think I had a few friends that were doing it as well, and I, I've recommended it to so many people. Was I did, um, and gosh, I, I, I hope it's still around. But I did some career counseling and mm. aptitude. Testing. Um, oh wow! It, and it was, a, you know, kind of an intense two days of of all this, you know, apt. You know, they basically test all of your aptitudes, and you, you know, you score really high in some areas, really low in others, and you know, and then you get this, you meet with this career counselor, um, and you know, basically all this work I was doing as a paralegal, you know, very administrative, um, well, you know, a lot would call it busy work. I was. <laughs> Not that <laughs> soon. I am much more, you know, uh, artist creative. And so, you know, as a young 22 year old, it was so eye opening for the the career counselor to say, well, no wonder you weren't happy in this role. You know, it's it, you know, these are not your your gifts. And right. um, and so um, what what I did realize was that, you know, I, I I like I'm I'm an extrovert. I like to be around people. I mm. like to, to to talk to people and to work with people. And this was just and I'm a creative, and so that was just um, that just wasn't wasn't the right fit for me. And um, I actually, as we were um, packing recently up for this um, uh, our house for this renovation we're starting, I found <laughs> paperwork from this um, career counseling, which was so oh fun to see. Gosh. And I shared it with my team because it. Um, they, and I remember this happening, the career counselor kind of after he had all my test results and said, you know, um, I want you to write down your, your, you know, two or three dream jobs. And at the time I was, um, I was leaving DC to go work in fundraising at an independent school. And so I wrote something along the lines of, you know, um, fundraising at an independent school. And he's like, no, no, I'm talking (laughs) hi, you know, you know, um, what, what you wanted to be, you know, as a child, what is your passion? What would just be, what would make you so happy? And, um, number one was art gallery owner, which was so cool. I had totally forgotten. I had, I had, you know, written that and, um, and I just never really thought, um, unless I stayed in in DC or moved to New York, that that was a possibility for me. Um, so it was really cool to come back to it. You know, I was like, oh, I have gotten here. It's taken me a few turns. 
been a few years, but um, but I've gotten back to it. So, oh my gosh, well that's amazing, and it's really fun. And I, I just want to pause and give you credit because this is really cool, and I'm so happy that we're talking about this. But you're actually, I think, I I, I don't think I'm misspeaking here. I think you're the first guest to ever mention career counseling and specifically those aptitude tests. Mm-hmm. It's such a practical way of honing in and getting out of the fog of whatever role you might be in to reevaluate and to really hone in on your true passions and like what you love. And I love the question of, no, 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 you know, not, <laughs> not fun, not the role you're about to step into. Don't write that. What was it that as a child you were so excited about? What was the dream then? And for you to think, oh, well, obviously, you know, it had everything to do with art. And so just an encouragement, you guys, if you're listening and you're you're in a role that you're thinking, why do I hate this so much? Well, maybe see if you can do an aptitude test because it's going to give you some clarity like Molly found in regard to, oh, no wonder I hate this. It's not me. I'm not wrong. I'm not bad to not be liking this. Um, it, my personality doesn't necessarily fit with the tasks that I'm doing daily. And I love too what you said earlier about knowing what you didn't want to do. You know, that's just as important. And I think sometimes we can gloss over those seasons of life and think, oh, good. I'm glad I got out of that. But for you, you were able to really hone in and say, okay, I don't want to do this. It's a good thing I know now. So I can move in to something else. So tell us, after you met with this career counselor, like you said, you have a new role, uh, you're moving back to Louisville. Were you able to do anything creative on the side? Did that memory just kind of stay with you for a few years? What what did all of that look like uh, as you began to unpack, but ultimately stepped into this new role? Yes, it was something, it was, it was, you know, it was wonderful. I loved, I worked in, in two different, um, you know, nonprofit jobs more or less. And they were wonderful because I was able to do that piece that I would, you know, that interacting with people and mm, yeah. I'm, I'm, basically I'm, 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 I'm fine with sales. I love talking to people. I love selling <laughs> things. And so, you know, and, or, and, or asking for money. So that piece was, was, was fulfilling for me. Um, and, and so, you know, I did that. I, um, I did that for the next few years until I was pregnant with William, um, oh. 10 years ago. And I was, um, nine and a half, 10 years ago. And, um, I was leaving a nonprofit job to, um, to stay home with him, but I was, wanting to, like you mentioned earlier, fulfill that, um, you know, I don't sit still terribly well. So, you know, (laughs) a little something that I could be doing, um, a little side hustle, but also, um, creatively fulfilling. So, um, I was introduced, um, to, um, a friend introduced me to, um, a few women that own Portraits Inc., which is a portrait brokerage firm. Um, they, Basically, were a few different portrait companies: New York, um, Birmingham, and North Carolina that had merged together. And um, so they um, run this more or less art sales business where they sell. Um, you know, most of the business um, that I wanted to do with them was family children's portraits. Um, oh wow! Artists, you know, so a client would come to me and want to have their child painted, and I would find the right artist based on their 
budget, their style, what they were looking for, that kind of thing. Um, and, um, nobody was the, the great thing about it was, uh, my husband and I had been in Nashville, but now we're back in Louisville and nobody, um, they didn't have any sales reps in town. My, a friend of my mother's had done it, um, for years and years in Louisville, but there was, you know, it was kind of like, you know, a, a, a hole in the market here. And so, um, and so I was excited to get my feet wet with that. And, um, I, I was, um, I was, William is now a very big, uh, healthy nine and a half year old, <laughs> but I was put on bed rest with him. He came really early and the women were so sweet, um, that owned the company. They came, they came to Louisville and like did a, tra- a you know, a training for me, like while I couldn't, you know, leave my house and, <laughs> and it was wonderful. And so I, um, and I still, I still sell portraits. I, um, I've learned so much from these ladies. They are very seasoned, um, wow. professionals and they've been selling portraits and art a long time. And so what they opened my eyes, you know, at first what I thought was just, um, this is a little, you know, side hustle that, that'll be fun. Um, but you know, what it really taught me was, okay, so outside of, of DC, New York, I, I can mm. make a career on the business side of art, you know, they really taught me that they're, you know, that I can, I can build that, you know, and what, what is part of my story that I tell so many people is that, um, it's so seamlessly kind of transitioned into well and wonder because, um, you know, these portraits ink ladies said, you know, we can, you can kind of make your business what you'd like. So you're, you're a young mom and, you know, um, you can talk to other preschool moms, school moms, and, you know, who may be interested in having their children's portrait done, and that can be your business. But we also, you know, they also do institutional portraits. And, you know, some some women's business are, you know, they may sell, you know, to Vanderbilt University, all the portraits that Vanderbilt does. Or um, wow. So it's kind of, it was, you know, it was a cool thing to kind of make it what you want to. And so I did, I was able to kind of make it what I wanted. And then what so seamlessly was happening was friends and clients were saying, um, okay, this is my first real investment of original art and I just love this, mm. but Molly, you know, will you come help me? Now I want to put something more contemporary over my mantle or I'm looking for this, you know, can uh-huh. you, can you help me? And, and that's where it was like, yes. And I want to, um, <laughs> and I'd love to. And, um, you know, at this time, Instagram was, was, um, around. And so they would say, well, you know, I found this artist on Instagram. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure where I can buy her artwork or, or if I need to approach a gallery or, you know, kind of if I could even afford it, what does that look like? Um, and so, um, another thing that was great about the Portrait Sink ladies is, uh, you know, their model was really having these sales reps in different cities. But what was happening for me was I kind of had this network outside of Louisville as well, just friends from college, friends I met in DC that were scattered, you know, mostly across the Southeast, but really all over. And so I was selling portraits to, you know, friends in Dallas and Atlanta and um, Charlotte. And so then to be able, and and they were fine with that, which was wonderful. I think, you know, they saw that, you know, things are changing and this the whole digital world is really changing our right. landscape. Um, and so, um, you know, at this point, I'm, I think I'm close to, if, if I'm not pregnant with my daughter, I'm close to being pregnant with my daughter. And, <laughs> um, you know, my, my parents are encouraging me to open an art gallery in Louisville, which, um, wow. 
you know, as I mentioned earlier, was always a dream, but I didn't seem, it did not seem practical with two babies. And it also, um, you know, I just, I was, you know, kind of like, well, look where I'm selling these portraits and I'm not sure, um, if I want to limit myself just to this, this market here in Louisville, um, Mm. I think I can sell artwork online, you know, to my friends, um, and my clients and, um, you know, and I think my parents gave a long, (laughs) I've never bought artwork like that, but, um, and, you know, it was like, let me just create this, this digital space. Let me create a website. And at least at the very least, um, you know, a few artists that I'm already representing now on the side, let me create a space where I can share their story. Um, because you know, that was always so important too, was, was introducing Mm. clients, you know, not only are they buying a watercolor painting by Lexi Armstrong, but I want them to know that you know, Lexi Armstrong is an artist that lives on a farm in Franklin, Tennessee, um, and her husband's a, you know, polo player from South Africa. So they, she's always been inspired by nature and travel. And, you know, I want to tell those stories because that's wow. what's, in my opinion, is so cool about collecting art. Um, and so, um, and so it all just, it, it all kind of stemmed from there and, and was this, this, this side hustle turned, um, turned, um, you know, beyond portraits, let me create this space for a few artist friends that I'm, that I'm trying to help market their work and represent their work. Um, and see if, see if we can't get people's attention, you know, through this, this e-commerce space and this online space. So that it's so interesting because there's so many different pieces. Like I'm thinking of someone who's listening, who is, interested in diving into a certain industry, right? Like you were. And I love that you were able to kind of have the Portraits Inc. women as a larger umbrella to get started. But then as you got to know the landscape, as you recognize your own clientele, perhaps as you got to know new artists, you were able to really hone in on your skills and gosh, all of the different entities we've touched on with your career, sales, communication, your art background, and being able to recognize like, hey, this is something I can kind of do. Now, tell me this because I'm really curious. Are you more are you more on the client side? Because you mentioned, you know, friends saying, Oh, I'd love a modern piece here in my home or, or whatnot. Or are you more on the artist side or or both? Is it kind of a balance at this point of of both? Yes, that's a great that's a great question. And it's something I've been thinking about that I have. Yes, I do. I serve two clients. I wow. serve um I serve the client who's looking to to collect and invest in the artwork, and then I serve the artist. Wow! Um, and so, yes, it, it has been, and it's been a learning curve for me to 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 get. You know, I, I think that it's it's taken a lot of 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 learning and understanding, and um, kind of the growth we've had, being conscious of that. That I serve these, you know, now forty, you know, nearly forty artists that I have on well wow. as yeah. much my clients as, as, as our collectors. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. Again, cause I mentioned this earlier in the episode, this industry is not one that I'm, t- I'm actually looking at art in my, my house right now. I'm like looking around like, Oh, I need something. I need something here. I need Molly's help. But it's just so cool to think about those two different realms that you are really focused on. You're thinking about your clients, but then you're thinking about your artists. It's almost like you're, you're a saleswoman meets networker and saying, Oh, you'll love this artist. And here's the story behind them. How did you find, and how did you connect 
connect with um, your artists early on? Was it through social media, word of mouth? Well, what did that kind of look like? Um, so honestly, the first few artists beyond the portrait artists um, that I started with were friends or friend of friends of friends um, that made made introductions. So um, cool. Yeah. So it, it was so organic and I was so, um, I, I was just so, I just really needed it to be, um, you know, I had two babies and I just wanted to make sure I was doing it right. And, you know, really taking my time, um, and not trying to, to bite off more than I could chew initially. Um, so it all, you know, it, it all felt very organic to begin with, which was great. And I had, um, you know, um, Lexi Armstrong, who's still one of my artists that I represent, um, oh. that, that is that is actually in Franklin, Tennessee, and is actually married to a, a South African <laughs> there. But she uh, she was introduced by a friend in Nashville, and Lexi. Um, it was a cool story how how we got connected because she um, has um, her MFA, and she um, she lived in DC um, for oh, wow. a while and was showing, um, her artwork at, at various galleries and was teaching and painting full time. Um, and then fell in love with this nice, um, uh, polo player, James, and they (laughs) uh, traveled and had children. And so she, she took this long sabbatical, um, from art. And when our mutual friend introduced us, um, she, her children were, I think she had all three boys back in school. And so it was like, I'm ready to paint again. And, you know, and then of course I, I, I look at her work and she's incredibly talented and, and <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm so excited. This is great. Uh, but she's like, but this whole war, you know, the, a lot of things have changed since I was doing this 10, you know, right. years ago or whatever it was. And so, you know, I think that's what a- appealed to her, I, me, because I'm, you know, now, trying to build this, this e-commerce virtual space. I'm on Instagram, you know, all these things that she's like, what, you know, is the art world, <laughs> you know, go this direction. Um, but so it was fun to have somebody like Lexi kind of on board in the beginning that um, I can kind of say, well, let's, let's start to figure it out together. So um, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Navigating new waters. Cause even as you mentioned, when you said to your parents, yeah, we're going to do an e-commerce e-commerce site for art. They're like, wait, what? I mean, you were really at the the front of kind of this movement and being able to do that. I mean, I would say Well and Wonder was probably one of the first kind of stepping into this. And I love too, something that I'm taking away from your story that I think is amazing and such an encouragement for those of you who are listening who feel as though your location is limiting you. Molly mentioned earlier, you know, how could I ever own an art gallery when I don't live in New York or, uh, you know, one of the bigger Los Angeles, Angeles, Paris, wherever you think of art, you might not necessarily think of specific areas and and towns in the South. So I love I love how creative you were to be able to step into the say, okay, we're going to do e-commerce, and yes, I can do art. I can I can be in art. I can be a, a um, kind of a mover and shaker in this industry without my location being a, you know, a downside. So just another encouragement for those of you who are looking to be in fashion or you're looking to be in these larger industries and you think, oh, well, my location is, is a hindrance. No, by no means. I mean, not at all. And if anything, you've been able to step in and really represent some amazing women specifically in the South. Well, this is so fun. I'm loving putting the pieces together and and hearing all about it. 
tell us this at this time frame you're a mother of two you now have well and wonder off the ground you have connections with clients and artists when did well and wonder kind of shift into what we know it to be now perhaps even was the name original is that from the get go what did it look like to really begin to see it grow yes um the it was always well and wonder which i i i love and i well my business plan is molly crease and fine art but i knew you know i really was i felt yes. strongly i was like i i want something um um something a little more creative and um that also you know my whole brand is 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 the idea that art collecting should be um should be fun and soulful yes. and joyful and not intimidating um, yes. because that's, that's what I was getting from so many clients was I don't know if I can afford this. I don't know. I'm I'm terribly intimidated to walk into an art gallery because I don't know anything about art. Yeah. Um so I wanted that name to reflect, you know, what I was trying to to build. So um that has always been there. You know, I think the first two years um we were growing, like, um, which was great, but, you know, kind of, as I mentioned earlier, it was like, I would add one artist to the roster and it would be like, okay, let me give myself a few months, make sure I can handle, can I handle this load of, wow. uh, of, you know, seven artists, 10 artists, 12 artists, um, wow. about a year in, um, Serena and Lily called, which was so cool. And oh. I, I remember the first thing I said to them was, "How did you find me?" Like I did, you know, <laughs> it was so cool. Um, and so that was a wonderful thing that happened pretty early on, where that expanded our reach. Um, wow. They, their co-founder Serena Dugan was is an original artist herself, so it wow. was so important for, for them to carry original art. So um, they placed um, value in that, and and so they would partner with um, obviously directly with artists, but also with some other, um, small art galleries and collectives. Um, and I remember about two years in, I, um, took my, you know, books, my financials to my uh, husband and my dad who enjoy all of that stuff a lot more than I do. And I was like, (laughs) okay, like we're good. We, you know, um, I, I'm paying all my artists, you know, I'm paying all the bills. Um, we're breaking even, we're good. This is growing, you know, and I'm able to maybe invest a little bit in here and do this. And, um, and, you know, they challenged me to, okay, well, you know, do you want, is this still, you know, a side hustle hobby that you kind of had always, you know, said it was, or do you, you know, are we really going to grow this into a business? Wow. Um, and I was like, okay, yes, let's grow it into a business. And then it was like, <laughs> okay, but how? So, um, and um, because I, I did know that, you know, representing hundreds of artists was terribly intimidating and didn't even really see like it seemed like it would reflect well to, to what we were doing and building. Right. Um, so enter, I did, I hired a, um, a wonderful business coach, uh, Sean Lowe, who has a business called the business of being creative. Um, oh. and he rep- um, works with a lot of wedding planners, interior designers, you know, people in the creative fields. Um, and, and we worked together about a year and that, was eye-opening, especially for someone who doesn't, you know, I think, I think that's why Sean is, is valuable to so many people, um, mm. because 
creatives and we don't necessarily have, um, uh, uh, I, you know, I don't have a business degree or um, right. like that. So, um, so that was wonderful. And that really, I think that whole year from year two to three was like, okay, um, you know, we're going to turn this side hustle into, into a business. And, you know, Sean kind of helped me figure out, you know, how, how, how are we going to do a million dollars in sales? And I remember like laughing when, you know, said that the first time, but he was like, no, we're going to, you know, I'm going to help you figure this out. Um, so, so that was really cool. So that was year kind of two to three, we worked together and, and now we're five, almost six. Um, crazy. Uh, well, it's it's incredible to think about you beginning this as a stay-at-home mom and wanting to do something creative, knowing that you love art, knowing that this is an industry you want to tap into. But then I love too, and this this speaks to me in, in a very, at a very deep level, it's like taking it over to your husband and your dad and saying, okay, look. And um, I've done similar things with my husband with the podcast. He's like, okay, how do we make money? I, th- I think, you know, after episode three, he's like, how are you going to make money? You you, there is so much time connected to this. Let's go. And I love too, because one of the questions that I've had recently from listeners is like, do your guests follow a specific business plan and whatnot? And it's cool to hear that actually for you, it was bringing an outside person that ultimately was like a team member, like another branch of the business and, and really be able to take things to the next level. Well, I'd love to know because we've touched on so many fun and incredible moments throughout your career and throughout launching and and ultimately finding much success with Well and Wonder. I'd love to know what has been a real wow moment for you in your career. So many. Um, (laughs) Personally, probably kind of selfishly and personally, the the coolest thing I think was I was... um, chosen as a Tory Burch Foundation Fellow. Oh. Um, a, so right before the world shut down. So I was a 2020 Fellow. Wow. And um, and it was, it just was, it was wonderful on so many levels. What I learned, the women I was surrounded with. Um, wow. You know, I, I was encouraged to apply um, by a friend, somebody I work with. And um, I remember starting work on that application and being like, whoa, this is a lot of work. And it was like (laughs) right before Thanksgiving, I was, it was, I was gearing up for like our big sale of the year. I was, I don't know if I've, I, I don't, you know, and it seems like a lot of work for my chances are really slim. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) And, um, and, um, I, I remember my dad or my husband saying to me, well, you know, this is really, this is a, it's going to get all your ducks in a row. At the very least, it's going to get all your ducks in a row. And, and, you know, cause I hadn't, I hadn't like touched my resume in five years or my right. business or, um, you know, and then again, back to those financials had to really, you know, dig into those. And so I, I just remember doing it all kind of right before the holiday thinking, okay, this is good. This is a good exercise. This is a good exercise. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so, um, you know, and what we were, what, what was supposed to happen was we were supposed to get to go to New York, um, May, April or May of 2020. And so wow. that, that didn't happen. And, um, they kind of, they, 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 they held off because as everybody did in those first few months of the pandemic. And mm. then we got on a zoom, they, they, they totally surprised us and, and oh. 
No, Bronis, they, they said that the, um, we had to do one final video interview. Um, so oh. we prepared with a five minute pitch and blah, blah, blah. And so of course, again, like, oh, okay, this is a lot of work. Like, <laughs> I mean, I really put time in on this and, um, it was cool. That was June, 2020. And, and, um, Tori was Tori Birch was on the Zoom and oh my gosh, and so you know all these women are like screaming and jumping up and down and it's so cool. <laughs> and I'm like literally like my response is just weeping because I'm like I was so stressed about this, and, <laughs> um, and um, so it was wonderful. And 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 so really, what they did, which everybody else did that year, you know, is completely pivoted the program and 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 it was it was you know all virtual, but you know, I learned so much. I've made so many wonderful connections and mm. friendship and, um, and we're going to get to, to celebrate, um, in New York this, uh, spring 2022. Oh. So, um, so, so that'll kind of be the, the final wrap for that. But I mean, you know, also I was thinking, um, a while, you know, something so specific to well and wonder was, um, kind of at that point I was talking about when we were, um, you know, I, I know I said earlier that I would add an artist and kind of hold my breath, make sure I could manage it all. Mm-hmm. We're at that point, you know, I think we were two years, three, two to three years in. And I, I thought, let's do an open call for submissions. And, you know, I, I feel like we, we have a few spots to add new artists and I'd love to see certain artists in certain markets where we're not represented. And, um, so I had, um, w- one person working for me, um, at, at this point and Connor and I are, you know, making up an email address for, you know, making up what, what, <laughs> what do we want it to look like? What do we want it to say? We don't really know. We've never done this before. And, um, you know, you kind of put it out there and not really know. And we had over 300 submissions. And so it was just, wow. you know, I knew there was no shortage of talent, but also to know, wow, there's that many people that would be, that you would be interested to be on, you know, represented by Well and Wonder. So that was, that was really, that was a, that was a wow moment. Um, that was really cool. Oh my gosh. I'll say you're at that point, you really have the pick. You you can go in and recognize, okay, this is amazing. This is great. And just to touch on this, that many of you probably have already looked Molly up on Instagram. You're probably already over at Well and Wonder. I promise I'm going to give you guys a chance to connect with her. But even your your two wow moments to me speak to your eye for, for style and art and design and beauty that you know you would be able to join the Tory Birch Fellowship Program and or the Fellows Program, which is amazing. And then two, for you to have so many submissions to say, hey, I want to work with you. I mean, it really speaks to your eye, Molly, and your area of expertise that you've really honed in on. And I've been privy to this because I'm I'm well versed in Well and Wonder, and I see the different uh, women that you represent, the different artists, and it's just so fun to to hear about all these different elements throughout your career. Now, I would love to know because my listeners, this is one of their favorite questions and we often uh, use it as as inspiration when we're editing and, and thinking through you know, our main takeaways, but all of that to say it's a bit loaded. I'd love mm-hmm. to know what is perhaps the greatest lesson you have learned? I think in regards to Well and Wonder, just learning the importance of and the power of community Mm. and kind of where, um, you know, that 
and it took me a while to learn this, but <clears throat> power of community and list, really listening to mm. our customers, you know, like we said before, my, my artists customers, as well as my um, collectors that are collecting the art and letting this be, you know, what I, what I initially sought out for this space was to be a, a, a place where they felt comfortable and inviting and welcome to, to learn more about art if they don't know a lot to purchase mm-hmm. art. And so that's really, you know, that's, that's the power of community and, 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 and really staying true to that and, and focusing on, you know, not, um, you know, not just creating this, this kind of one-sided thing where we present the art, you purchase the art, but really being able to, to, to build this community because that's, um, that's what's, you know, I think resonated so well with people, Mm. uh, for sure. Well, and you guys have done such an amazing job. I mean, again, for those of you who are listening, I'm going to give you a chance to connect with Molly and her team, but the way that you have been able to partner with artists, but also partner with your clients, and and truly, I think this is a space you've really been able to do so much in because there is a lot of intimidation around purchasing art, and there is a lot of questions around it. Even some people who've never purchased or, or you just don't know, you think, gosh, why is it this expensive? Or, right, can I even afford it? What, what does this even look like? And so for those of you who have been encouraged, like I have, by Molly's story and you want to learn more and hear more, um, it's it's just amazing to think of, of how you've been able to connect the dots for people and really open a door for women like myself who think, okay, I want to know more. I want to learn. I want to be able to, to purchase and know the story behind these different pieces. I love all that you've created. It, it's it's so fun to to get to hear the the inside scoop behind it all. Well, I know too that your team is always up to something. You guys always have something fun around the corner. I know you're even on a personal note doing a home renovation, but what's next for you? So many fun things. We are entering, um, as I know so many other retailers, this this crazy, busy, exciting time of, of fourth quarter. And um we are in a few weeks launching a collaboration I'm really excited about. I, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I feel like yeah. by the time um, <laughs> out there, hopefully it will be about to launch. But um, we are collaborating on um, with Neely and Chloe uh, Birch, oh. designers, and they um, have this beautiful leather goods line of, of handbags, wallets, and travel accessories. And, um, we, a few of our artists have, um, done hand painting on the bags and wow. the, um, pieces and they're really, I got a sneak peek and they're really, really awesome. And oh. they are, um, it's all themed around Palm beach and, and it's a, it's, it's going to be really cool. So, um, so we're going to launch that um, in the next few weeks, and I'm really excited about that. Um, it's going to be fun, a fun pre-holiday um, thing we're going to do. And then um, we um, ho- hopefully really, really soon, um, we have this has been a total labor of love, but we are introducing, if, 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 um, if you poke around on our site, you may see we are slowly introducing um, AR, which um, about... 10 months ago, if you'd asked me what that meant, I would have said, said accounts receivable. Um, but <laughs> it's really 
augmented reality is what I'm referring to. And so, um, you know, you'll see that kind of symbol at a lot of, you know, big box stores when you're shopping online to be able to view a piece in your home. And so we have worked wow. um, with um, some people that are much techier than myself to try and, um, you know, because we, we were doing that for clients, showing them um, artwork, you know, we would just Photoshop it or, or whatnot in their homes, but this um, can give the ability to um, do it themselves. And, um, it's really, you know, three-dimensional and all that. Um, so, so we're excited. Um, and that's, that's coming out really, really soon. Kind of, like I said, slowly already there. So feel free to test. Oh. Oh my gosh. Well, so many exciting things. We've got products coming out. And yes, by the time you all are listening, you're going to want to run over to their website and check it all out because I do believe it will be live. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, the AR. I love to know the inside <laughs> scoop on what that actually stands for and being able to place those beautiful pieces in your home so that you can see what it will look like when you get your piece from Well and Wonder. Well, Molly, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? Um, you know, just one other thing I was thinking about, Emily, and something I think about a lot as I listen to your podcast, um, just mm -hmm. with so many great female business owners, um, that, you know, I just, we try to do, you know, now, I, now I'm part of a team, which is the best gift. Um, <laughs> yes. three, ladies, three ladies that work alongside me. Um, and, and then obviously nearly 40 artists that do as well. But, wow. um, you know, a few artists have, have paid me a very nice compliment and ha have said things along the lines of, you know, it's so nice to have a place, a gallery, you know, that works for you. That is, um, you know, you all are kind and, and, um, nice to be around and mm. nice to talk to, but also very professional. And, you know, I remember the first time I heard it, it was like, well, gosh, what are these other people? Right. Know, kind of business? And I just feel sometimes as women, you know, to be successful and to be, you know, you know, I, I think that it doesn't have to be, you know, one or the other. And I mm. think that, um, you know, to be, to, to run a successful business, um, and, and be able to stand your ground and, and, and say what you need to say and charge what you need to charge, but also to, um, just, just to be kind and work with people and listen to people and meet them where they are. You know, I, I feel mm. like, um, that's something that, um, you know, it's put on women probably a little more than it's expected of men, but I do think it's something that, um, you know, we can, we can strive to do. So, mm. well, it, it's such a fun kind of homework piece. I, I try to find these in conversations and I think it's a great question for those of you who are listening and perhaps you're a business owner, which side do you need to uh, kind of level it out? If, if there's a scale, is are you really, really, really sweet and just so sweet that you kind of let invoices slide and, and you don't get things in? Or are you so, so, so professional that, that you lose that connectivity and, and that kindness? So I'm, I, I have my hands both kind of up in the air as if it's a scale. How can you even that out? Such a great question. One I'm going to be thinking about today. Are there areas that I can be more professional with the podcast? Or are there areas Areas that I can find a way to to be kind and encourage someone. So, mm -hmm. all right, you've got you've got my wheels turning on that one. Oh my goodness! Well, I, I love too. One of the the things you mentioned earlier was focusing in on community, and you have built 
an amazing one. I'd love to know who do you know that should maybe come on and share their HSDT story? So many, um, so many women. <laughs> you found so many um, wonderful and inspiring women. Um, but the two that came to mind, um, the first two that I just thought would be fabulous and really interesting. Um, the first is Lydia Finette, who mm-hmm. um, you may be familiar with Emily, but she um, is um, is an auctioneer by trade and has had a long career, very successful career at Christie's. And, um, wow has written a book, The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You. Uh-huh. Um, she's, she's wonderful. She's so supportive um, of, of women and lifting them up. And um, I've, I've just gotten to know her a little bit through, through this, this, um, this business. And, and, and so she's really cool and really inspiring. Um, oh. And um, the other is a friend um, from my Tory Birch Fellows class. Um, her name is Krista Cotton, and she has um, El Guapo bitters. Um, oh. She makes El bitters, and um, and Krista is smart as a whip, and it's been so successful, and has interesting stories, and and I just think it it would be a really cool perspective because she's definitely in that um, a, a very heavily you know men's world um that she's <laughs> doing business in so it could be a good kind of perspective um so yeah she's wonderful oh. um oh. and um yeah so those are my two. Oh, fantastic well thank you you all will have to be on the lookout for a potential episode with both of those wonderful recommendations thank you molly well i know i've been teasing this quite a bit and many of you who have, are listening you've already found well and wonder and you've probably already found molly as well on instagram but where can listeners connect with you yes um i i would love if they would connect with me um our Instagram is well and wonder and please we we uh, I check the messages um, our team checks the messages we would love to hear from you we would love to help with you uh, help you with any art um, any art needs or thoughts yeah. uh, or any artists that you may know um, and then our website is well and wonder collective.com oh. Fantastic. Well, you all are going to have to go and check all of it out. As I mentioned, Molly's artist and what she's created is truly amazing. If you ever have any questions, they're very quick to respond. An amazing team there. Molly, thank you so much for your time today. This was so much fun, and I'm so excited to continue to hear about Molly's success. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I'm Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.